generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Gone too. Righto. So two ticks you. Obviously, it's us versus the two Chris's plus a bit of Crash Bandicoot. We're going to figure out why Crash Bandicoot's on the screen and also why this bloke is on the screen here as well and who that might be. Now, as I was saying before, I think for a number of us, we don't need to talk about who I am. You know who I am by now. Um, we are a little bit worried about inflation, cost of living. We can't save any money. We're, we're reading data about that. And so that gives us fear that things won't get better and we'll be back here and we're not going to be able to make progress. But realistically, I think what is driving... You know, a lot of you wanting to come to something like this is you want more money, you want to feel in control, we don't want to rely on the government if we don't have to, and our aspirations to get ahead, to feel the rich, whatever that means to us individually, and to provide for ourselves and our families. You know, That's what we want. And realistically, I think these politicians know that they know the same two things. They know what we want and they know our frustrations, so they market to us to convince us that they can solve those things. And whether they can or they can't, that's up for each of us to figure out. What I want you to understand before we get into this tonight is that right now we are the sum of all of our total life's choices. That can be very tough to swallow. I've had times in my life where I've not wanted to believe that, um, but realistically, it becomes very powerful when you understand that. So you often hear me talking about ownership, accountability, responsibility, and that is living above the line. Our brains and ourselves will naturally default to blame, excuse, deny. It's what we do when we're growing up. Blame it on our brother or our sister, et cetera. We don't want to take any ownership. But the more you can get yourself above the line, the easier life becomes. But it's very, very hard to do. Now, I do think as well that it's pretty fashionable these days to be the victim um, and to find some significance in that. What I would say is don't stay there for too long because you don't want to live there forever because nothing will really change. So go into this content that we're going to go through tonight with an open mind, please, and take ownership, accountability, and responsibility where you can. And I'm going to show you a tactic to help you do that when we get towards the end of this webinar as well. Now, let's just set the context for this and have a little bit of a look at the current state of the economy in New Zealand. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you'll probably know. We've got high inflation. We've got high interest rates now. We thought inflation was just going to come and go, and it didn't. We're hoping that interest rates would go back down, and it's not happening yet. We've had house prices peaking, now declining. We've got a risk of war. People are worried about their money. You potentially are too. We've got a decrease in money supply. Less people are borrowing against their properties, i.e. the equity in their property to then go and buy the deck, uh, the jet ski, etc. And 
now in the middle of all of this, we have an election year. Now, what does an election year do? It creates uncertainty. It creates division. It makes us stop. It creates uncertainty. Uh, I said uncertainty, but we basically see people fight against each other and it's a massive waste of energy for a lot of us where we can probably be doing things to get back in control of our life. So to have a look at what interest rates have uh, been like, we can see how quick they have gone up. And this is a chart going back nearly, well, 25 years. And that is unreal, like how quickly those interest rates have gone up back in the 2000s, maybe something similar, but you know, this is a very unusual time. So of course, we're going to wonder you know, what's going on out there because we haven't really lived through something like this for a lot of us. Now, inflation as well, the same thing. It just absolutely rocketed up. It looks like it's coming back down now. Um, but it's still hurting a lot of us. And the problem of all of this stuff is that it has a massive lag. So this is the quarterly interest charge to households that is paid to the bank by quarter. Now you can see in the June quarter, which is the last quarter measured, there's over $4.2 billion of interest. Now that is huge. So you can see back to some of these slides here, you know, how things have been changing and over a little bit of time now we've seen consecutive increases to the OCR but the lag to actually start seeing that interest end up out of our pockets takes a long time so you can see why these things uh, feel like we're watching a, a car crash in slow motion um, as such so of course we wanted to figure out what's going to happen. So you all sent me on the plane with the man that you thought you'd never know the name of, but drop in the chat if you know who that is. Got the peace sign up there. Poor guy. Just trying to enjoy his flight down to Tauranga. And then bang, I sit next to him. Actually really, uh, really good, good chat. And was a, a very nice guy. And I didn't ask to be moved, which is probably, uh, yeah, he, he probably had the rights to. But anyway, Inflation under control between 1% and 3%. Does that really matter? Let's explore that soon. Sustainable house prices, unemployment, it's currently at 3.6%, but it's said to be going to 5.3%. That's a 47% increase in unemployment from where it is now to where it's expected to be in December 2024. So we want to think about our worst case scenario. Could that happen to us? What would our household look like if that were to happen? So that if that were to happen, we've already got some sort of plan. Then we hope that it doesn't. Decrease in disposable income for all of us, more uncertainty, and of course, media bombardment, the election stuff, exactly what I was talking about before. So some perspective to get us thinking bigger again. Recently, you would have heard me talking about how we're actually one of the richest countries in the world. Well, it probably doesn't feel like that at the moment for a lot of people, but this is actually nothing new. Back in 2019, stuff revealed the exact same thing from the exact same report. New Zealand is the world's fifth richest country as measured by per adult wealth. Switzerland, Hong Kong, USA, and Australia rank higher. I think these are these really cool things to remember every now and then when the world feels like it's closing in on you and life's getting tough to think, okay, shit, what if I could look at this a little bit differently and look at the richness that we do live in. How could I understand this differently and just change your mindset a little bit? But obviously, 
Easier said than done and very hard to do at the moment when we know that 65% of New Zealanders save less than 5% of their income or nothing at all. However, of course, people there may be paying into their KiwiSaver. They may be paying uh, their mortgage down, which is effectively a form of saving. So I don't know how they come up with the complete dynamics of these things. Now, you will know by now too that inflation means we lose the purchasing power in our dollar. So since 2007, $10,000 of goods measured by the general CPI, 2017, sorry, general CPI would now cost $12,250. So over that 5.75 years, compound average annual rate of inflation 3.6% outside of the 1.3% target. So, you know, I know that some of you will be anti-labor, let's say, and so you're like, yeah, look, look what's happened since they've come into office, that sort of thing. Um, but I like to zoom out because I don't really care for one party or the other or falling for that bullshit because I've done that stuff before. And what I noticed is that my life didn't get too much better. So what I thought I would do is go back to the last six prime ministers. So we get a Jenny Shipley, we get a Helen Clark, we get a John Key, we get a Bill English, we get a Jacinda Ardern, we get a Chris Hipkins. And that is six prime ministers. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, that's six. Three male, three female. Got some good diversity in there. And we measure it back over 25 and a half years. Well, shit. $10,000 of stuff in 1997 now $18,190 to buy the same $10,000 worth of stuff. Compound average annual rate of 2.4%. Wow. Given that we're trying to stay within 1% to 3%, you'd think, hmm, that's pretty high to be like inside that 1% to 3 45% change in our purchasing power. What this tells us is that this stuff is going to keep happening. But you're going to read on the Keep the Change reels that I post and in the media people fighting with each other about which party and all this stuff. But fast forward 25 years, we're probably going to see much similar data. Some of the inflation would have smoothed out and you'll think, why did I waste so much time worrying about that stuff or trying to preach my favorite political party? Leave a, a quick chat for me. Is this, is this making sense? Uh, and how are you feeling so far? Right. Now, into it. It's election time. Snore fest, but it's going to be very, very captivating. We've got the two Chris's. They're going hard at it at the moment. Very high likelihood that one of these two people uh, are going to be the next prime minister right after the election. So it's the battle of the two Chris's. So what I did is I thought, let's have a look and see what Labour are going to give us. What are you going to get under Labour? And what are we going to get under National? So I started with Labour because they were sort of first to the party with a bit of stuff about the, um, you know, the the fruit and veggies, I think it was. So roughly it works out to be about $5 in the back pocket per week. There's an in-work tax credit for 160,000 families of $25 a week. So we could be looking at $30 a week. However, that's only for 160,000 of you. So some of you aren't going to qualify for that. Then there's a Working for families abatement change. So there'll be another $22, but that's not going to kick in until 2026. So do we even measure that? Is that like, is that, is that going to be something we calculate as to how do we then try and beat that? But again, 175,000 families. 
But what we do know is the price of petrol is going to go up because there's going to be a tax on that. So that's going to be staged in in the next three years. 12 cents over three years. A two cent per litre increase in petrol taxes equates to a 44 cent per week increase in cost to the average motorist. Well, if we times that by six, because that's two cents per litre, but it's going to be 12 over three years, there's $2.40 a week gone out of the back pocket as well. Now, I don't want to be unfair to these people. So what I did is I went and took a screenshot from the websites to say, well, this is what they're telling us that they're going to to give us. Um, and I feel like Labor must have some um, aces up the sleeve or some announcements to come because for me, this just doesn't feel like it's going to win you an election. So I'm a little bit uh, cautious of this this just doesn't make sense to me yet but i'm a very simple person so maybe i'm overthinking it then we get into chris number two national they're going to index the tax rates uh roughly 20 dollars a week they're going to bring back interest deductibility for landlords so at the moment interest is being slowly phased out for rental properties there's a money mail on that if you want to go learn about that bright line rule changes so that you can buy and sell properties um, and you're not going to pay taxes on those again another you know small area of the population, the landlord piece. Um, increased working for families, change the independent earner tax credit threshold. But basically, I took this quote from someone's article. It's flagship policy is an 11.5% adjustment to income tax brackets to partially offset the effects of inflation. Now, they're going to do that every few years as well. Prices have risen 22% since national left office and, two, uh, and since 2020, 17%. So again, I took a screenshot. But this screenshot is since gone. So this is what I was basing it on. I was thinking, okay, well, the maximum someone's probably going to get is about 20 bucks extra a week under national 1,043 divided by 52 weeks. Let's say it's 20 bucks. But they also said this disclaimer, this is what we will deliver at a minimum. We will take into account the economic and fiscal conditions at the election. If we can go even further in providing keys of tax relief, we will. Now, of course, they came out in the last couple of days. I started putting this together before they did. And now they've got a bit more info where I can't even really keep up with it. You know, they're doing 250 more per fortnight for an average income family. So are we dividing that by four? A hundred bucks more per fortnight for an average income household. What's that? Like, is that two people you assume? So for $50 each um, a fortnight, divide that by two. So for a week, say $25. Uh, you might not have kids up to $20 and superannuitants 26. So, you know, it's, this is a, like a little bit confusing, but it looks like they're going to have uh, a bit more cash to give back to, to everyday Kiwis than Labor at this stage, but I'm sure Labor are not done yet. But anyway, fuck them. Uh, excuse my language. What about you? Two ticks you. That's what this is all about. But before we start, I have a message. I want you to come at this from a different angle. And I just want you to think, even if you don't believe it, that you are the problem, not the economy, not the government, not the Prime Minister, not the fact that you can't move to Australia, New Zealand's a shithole, whatever it is, bin all of that for the next hour or so and just think you, you're the problem. So your thinking, where did your thinking come from? Who are you hanging around? Like, why are you thinking these things? And like I say, it might not be true, but just role play this with me. No swear words, someone said. Whoopsies. Uh, your beliefs, what's true and what isn't, you know, like how do you even know? How do you even know this stuff is true? I see so much stuff come up at election time and I can't even work out um, where people have got this stuff from. So where did you learn this stuff? Let's just let's just put everything aside 
for the next hour or so and just go, right, maybe I've got some of this wrong. And if you've got things that aren't serving you well, you can go and learn about affirmations and unlearn some of the negative things that are happening for you. Because I do think that we live in a world now of, look, we're connected on an internet stream on Zoom, like learning how to better ourselves. So it is available to us and we can change some of the things that we learn. Now, as we go as well, you're going to keep bumping into this person. Who the fuck is this person? Well, you'll find out as we go. A reminder too, we're a very rich country. So we know that maybe everything's our fault. We know, we're going to find out how come that's happening and, and, and what is trying to stop us. But we also know that we live in a rich com- uh, country, so there is still opportunity for us. So let's get bloody started, eh? The first thing we're going to do is we're going to set a target. Well, Luke, how are we going to set a target? Well, let's start with those mugs at Labour and National and see what they were going to give us. And we can figure out, can we find more than what they would give us? So you want to target as well so that you know you've got something that you're working towards. And then you want to try and blow that target out of the water. So what I've said here is Labour are basically saying maybe 25 bucks a week or $47 a week, but not till 2026. And then they're going to take some fuel taxes off you. So that's actually going to be less. That's actually only going to be for 175,000 families. But let's just give it to them. Eh? Let's say that the target for them is 47 bucks a week. And we'll be generous and say that's what they're going to do for people when it's not really at this stage. National... Uh, theirs is too confusing. Who knows? 250 divided by 460, $2.50 a week for families. So it's families only. That doesn't even make sense. It almost sounds like really it's the first thing that they had on their website that they took down. It's about $20 a week for the average Kiwi. But you, I want you to target $50 a week. And then we're going to say, look, let's put tax on top of that. So can we find $2,500 net in a 12-month period? Now, before tax, that would be $3,731. I put on basically 33%, and you're going to end up needing to find $71 a week. Now, for most people looking at that, you would say, that is impossible, mate. You've lost the plot. How much vodka is in this bottle? And I can promise you it is water. And as we get started, I'll show you why. But this is why I want you to have a target. Because as I said to you before, inflation. So in 2017, $10,000 worth of goods now costs in 2023, $12,250. So you're going to need to figure out ways to keep money in your back pocket. And you're probably not going to rely on a blue or a red team or whoever that's on the fringe around them to do it for you. So this stuff is always going to be important. 3.6% compound inflation since 2017, 2.5% if you want to go back 20 years. Nothing's going to change. Okay, Luke, stop banging on. Let's find some cash. Okay, let's get into it. So the first one, number one, we always start in our backyard. What's in here? What's in our budget? What's coming in and what is going out? You, If you're not doing month end yet, which I bang on about, and it is the 31st of August conveniently, you want to be having a look at what's coming in and out of your bank account, just so you can eyeball some of the things that you may have forgotten about. Now, then you might want to go down the path of trying to figure out how can you decrease the costs of some of those things. Well, luckily, this GC called Logan, who's actually been on the podcast, did the exact same thing. He thought, well, I'll go and do it. I'll go and do it for the everyday Kiwi and put the guide together for you so you can figure out where you could save yourself some cash. So what I've done here is in each of these examples, I've put a link. And if we click on these links, we can go and have a look and see what's in them. Now, month end is so good. Thank you. So 
I'll click, oops, I'll click into this and we'll go and take a look. Now I'll have to stop sharing this for a second, but you tell me in the chat if we can get it working. Cause when I tried to load this up before, uh, it didn't like it when I was sharing it. So I will load it up, jump back into Zoom, share this very quickly and show you what Logan has put together. So please, can you tell me, can you see that in the chat? Can you see Logan's Kiwi Dad cost of living guide? And yes, 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 can see it. Okay, thank you, Mr. Butler. Thank you, sir. What a great school. What a great teacher. Now, you know, you might want to go through and do this. He splits it out into power um, and internet and insurance and fuel as well gas, uh, different types of benefits, shopping, and a number of different things to get you thinking. Now, I'm not going to walk you through that exercise, but that's something you can go away and do. And you will find some cash that you're spending that you don't need to right now. I've had a number of messages recently where people are telling me that they have spoken to their internet provider and told them that they're thinking about moving and they've been given an incentive to stay. You have to understand how businesses operate in these environments too, even if you're not in business. It is easier to keep a customer than it is to get a new one, especially in this environment. So they're probably going to give you a little bit of their profit to keep you, then just go, oh, well, we don't care, out the door you go. So please, I'm going to give you access to this so that you can work through it and you can figure out where there may be some cash for you. Now I'm going to jump back into this slideshow uh, and we'll carry on. But please, no, it didn't work. Damn, why, did, why does Zoom make this so difficult? Um, please go away and do that at some stage because that could be a very simple way for you to find some wins that you didn't even know were right in front of you. Oh, why is this not letting me share? Sorry, team. Now, I've calculated that as being roughly $10 uh, a week because Logan said that there's actually thousands of dollars that he was able to find. So I didn't want to preempt that that was going to be the case for you. And I've just simply said, well, maybe it's 10 bucks. Okay. Oh, why is this not letting me share? I might have broken the entire... Uh... Entire presentation. This is going to be a blowout. Let's see if we can get this going. Apologies. So, yeah, 10 bucks uh, is all. So, that's $520 for a year. Now, I think there's probably going to be uh, a lot more than that for a number of you, but uh, I guess you'll be able to tell me. Now, can you see these slides? It's not letting me do the slideshow for some reason, but I see that you can see the slides. So we might have to, seems like a lot of work for $10 a week. Oh, okay. Okay. Recently did this for insurance, saved $500 per annum. Well, there you go. So I've undercooked it at $10. Can you uh, let me know if you can see these slides, please? Because uh, when I go to enlarge them, it doesn't allow us, yep, cool. You can do it. But if I jump into the slideshow... Why is this not working? Resume share. Damn it. We're going to have to do it really old school. Okay. Sorry. Not going to be able to. 
show them. What a pain in the ass. Right, we'll jump on to the next one. But basically the, the concept is um, to, to start with what's in your backyard. Now, the next piece, load the slide when you're not in the full screen. Here we go. I just, it's still uh, not coming up. Let me just, wow, what a pain. PDF. Light word. I need like some tech support at this rate, don't I? Okay, so we'll just go through these slides without uh, maximizing. Then we'll be able to jump into the different documents anyway. So the next piece is your backyard, the same thing. So what things do you have that you could be selling? Now, we've all got stuff around the house that we could easily be selling that we don't go and we don't go and do it, but we could easily put it on Facebook Marketplace. We could put it on Trade Me uh, or even our personal socials, whether it be a concert ticket, whether it's just shit in the backyard. Now to back this up, Trade Me estimates three quarters of New Zealanders have stuff around their house that they no longer need or use, and on average have 21 items each, worth a combined $1,400. Trade Me said the average price of secondhand goods had risen recently, so you could expect to make $28 on average for items of clothing and shoes. Who in the chat thinks that they have a thousand bucks worth of stuff sitting around their house? chuck a little thumbs up or something like surely so 1400 bucks let's say so what we've done there 27 dollars a week but no of course this is where this person turns up and this is where you get to figure out who this is it's actually you being a little bitch isn't it oh i don't know what to say of course you don't because you're scared and you're worried and you're worried about what people are going to think so then you turn out like this person and don't take any action, but you're not allowed to do that anymore. So that's why I put together this new income template for you so that you can take exactly what to say and basically post it onto your socials if you're not going to use something like Trade Me. So all you need to say is I'm thinking about getting rid of my insert your item. I just don't use it anymore. Insert the price, who wants it? And you can easily Chuck that up. Yeah, everyone's cracking up. You know, you fucking knew that that was you, didn't you? You can easily sell something to people who follow you on Instagram or Facebook. So that's all you have to do is copy and paste that. I'm going to give you this as well. But then you're like, oh, no, Luke, I don't have any stuff to sell. Oh, of course you don't. But you've got your time. You might have some spare time. So how can you offer your time? Well, you just want to copy and paste this. I've got some time this weekend. Does anyone know someone with any short-term work they need a hand with? Note, if you say, do you know someone as the reader, when they read it, they think of themselves and other people. If you just say, do you need a hand this weekend? They're like, no, I don't need a hand. Stop offering me handies. What are you on about? Get out of here. But if you say, do you know somebody who does, they're going to think about other people as well. So you're going to get this doc as well. You're going to be able to access this. And it's got some other ideas of ways that you can help your friends in business. You might be able to offer some property maintenance because Kiwis love spending money on their homes um, and some other ways to think about increasing your income with a job, a pay rise and all those sorts of things. So this is a good resource for you to work through as well. Now, if we go back and look at our next example, my favorite, buy now, pay later. 
Oh, you probably wouldn't have even registered for this if you're using buy now, pay later. But if you are, it's okay. I'm not going to judge you. Only one in 10 of you are now in arrears, copping penalties and interest. But the reason if we're using this stuff that we want to get out of it is that they put us into a massive marketing funnel. So it's not just the fact that we're going to spend money we don't have. Let's just park that and go, okay, fine. It is what it is for now. But you're going to end up getting bombarded. I went and brought a platypus the other day there's actually a pair of shoes at a place called platypus but bloody hell these people keep trying to sell me a platypus in my inbox i had to unsubscribe from this because i nearly got fucking amnesia i think is the term opening this there's flashing lights 50 percent off i've got three days to get it limited time only it was just boom 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 and i don't want another pair of shoes and they're trying to encourage me to use afterpay on afterpay day you get a $20 voucher expires soon. I, I just wanted the pair of shoes. So this is what you have to understand when you're using types of credit is that they're going to put you into their marketing funnels too. And that means that you're trying to compete with powerhouses that are going to try and get you spending. And I know who's going to win because the data doesn't lie. 17% of Kiwis are carrying debt through buy now, pay later with the average outstanding balance sitting at $418. 38% of the population are extremely or somewhat concerned with their current levels of debt. Well, shit, wouldn't it be good not to have it so then we don't have to worry about it? But no, we want to tell everyone it's a great thing to do. So I'm not going to bang on about that for too much because you always hear me talking about that and know that I've been there. I've done that. I had a 15K credit card. You bloody beauty. One of the ways that I got rid of it was to use a credit card balance transfer now, I went and figured out how could I get back to being interest-free on this credit card. I effectively turned it into a term loan, and I repaid it, and I paid off my sins. If you've got credit card debt or you've got finance that you need to try and get rid of, then you need to look at different ways that can help speed up that journey. But remember, when you're doing this stuff, that you're a consumer, not a producer. When you're using credit and buying things ahead of actually being able to afford it, I'm not judging you, but we're just falling into the trap of becoming a consumer, not a producer. But we want to be producers because producers produce shit and they create shit and they plant seeds and things grow. When we consume, we get dopamine hits and eventually we don't have that stuff and we just keep on doing it. So I've said here, 20 bucks a week. Is that the impact of giving up buy now, pay later? It's probably more than that. What do you think? Hopefully most of you aren't using your buy now, pay later. But also on the balance credit card transfers, Google it. Like I Googled this and this is one that's running at the moment, but they change all the time. And sometimes they do 0%. Now let's keep going. What else have we got in here? Well, bloody hell, ASB have recently created this support finder to help you find financial support that might be available to you. So if we jump in here, basically you can go through and give it a scenario of your profile of who you are, and it will then spit out for you recommendations of whether you might be entitled to any forms of assistance. So I'm going to say that I'm 32, uh, which is a lie. So I'm older than that. But anyway, let's go 32 bridges. Can anyone see any bridges on here? Jeez, one, two, I might be 62 at this rate. Let's see if we can verify that. I'm not a robot. So we get started. Been living continuously in New Zealand. Yes. Are you studying? Yeah, I'm 32 studying. I'm studying to be an um, accountant. Do you have a student loan bloody over? Do you can get it for free partner? Yeah, I'm a skex. Do you have any dependent children? No. Are you working at the moment? You've got a little bit of part-time side hustle gig. 
and less than 800 bucks a week. He's struggling to meet your basic living costs. Well, yes, every New Zealander is. Has an unexpected one-off expense meant, yeah, I've got to get my wisdom teeth out, view results, and it will tell you all of the different things that you may or may not be allowed to seek into the back pocket. So use that resource. Like ASB have spent money on that to try and help people. It would be silly not to have a good look through it, right? And I, you know, I don't like, I think this is pretty new because I've not seen anyone talking about it recently, but go and have a look at that. And whilst we're on the banks, ring the bastards as well. Like they've got on their website saying that they will support you during unexpected situations such as loss of income due to redundancy, injury, illness, but we won't ring them. We're too scared. Oh, what do I say? What? I don't know. Just give them a call and just say, hey, I am struggling a little bit. This is my situation. Is there anything you can do to help? Of course, calls are recorded, so I'm sure that they're not just going to be like, no, get out of here. Like they are building teams of people to help everyday Kiwis that are getting to douche, that are getting into trouble. So give them a ring. Next one. Bloody hell, anyone recognize that bloke in the top right? Those are some tight jeans, mate. Well, back in 2017. <clears throat> I'd quit my job and I was trying to help people claim back their school donations. Now, heaps of parents don't actually claim back their school donations because they don't know that they can and they don't know how. And so they don't do it. But we were able to return a million dollars of donation rebates back to parents. And firstly, you need to ask the school for the receipts and you can go back for four years and claim back 33% of those donations. Now, just about every school charges what's called a voluntary contribution that ends up on an invoice, but it's really a donation. Now, if you haven't been claiming those, you can go to your school and say, hey, what voluntary contributions or donations have I paid in the last four years? And they are obligated to tell you. You can then go to the IAD and you can say, hey, I've never claimed these. I didn't know. Can I please claim them for the last four years? And if you've had income in those years, they will help you claim them and you'll get a third of those donations back. Impact of that one, let's say unquantified. Now, some of you are like, oh, Luke, well, I don't have kids. Okay, calm down. You're being like that little bitch further up. You know, you might have donated to World Vision or something. Just remember this for the future because if you're donating to a charity, a registered charity, there's a high chance you can get a third of those donations back. Now, also... Have you looked at the unclaimed money register? This is a search for my name, but Mrs. Stacy Kemmies is on there. Owed 335 bucks from Rabobank. Now, I'm not on there. I'm not owed any money, but there is. I think it's my granddad from Trustpower owed $178, and he's probably never going to get that since passed away. Um, now, this is very simple to do. You simply go to this unclaimed money search function, and you key in your data, it says it takes five minutes, but I did that search to then create a screenshot for you in probably two minutes. So I'm going to give you that link as well. So you can go and have a look at that. You can search your name and see if somebody owes you money. Now, how this happens is basically someone may not have your details or a way to get that money back to you. So you can see Luke the Lettuce. Um, is owed $644 from Spark New Zealand. Now, Spark probably don't have Lukey Boy's bloody bank account, so they haven't been able to give the money to Lukey, and he just carried on and doesn't even know that it's there. 
Now, all he has to do is jump in here, lodge a claim with the IRD and say, hey, that, that will be me. Um, prove that he was a customer of Spark. Probably, you know, I'm from Ashburton, that's me. And there'll be a reason why Spark, we're trying to give that money back to him, but they couldn't find him, so they couldn't do it. So go and have a look um, and see if you're owed anything there. High chance you're not, but it's worth a look. Take you a couple of minutes. Probably uh, be faster than going down to the bloody um, polling booth, won't it? So I'll give you that link as well. Righto, the next one. Hard yakka to get ID, believe you're the person. That is the niggly thing. It can be tricky. However, but you managed to get $1,200 back from an old flat. Boomfa, there you go. I had a mate who was owed 400 and something bucks from Ear New Zealand. He said, I had no idea. Cheers for the heads up, mate. Got it back. Next one, get a border. A border. $222 a week. Non-taxable. If you can have somebody live in your house and you can put up with that. They're not a flatmate. They're not a tenant. They're a boarder. You're making the meals. You're tucking them in at night. Well, you don't have to do that bit, but it's different to a tenant or a flatmate. So you have to be careful. But this is what's called the border exemption. I've got this link for you here. Now you can read up on the difference between a boarder and a tenant. But basically a boarder is somebody that lives with you and they pay less than $222 a week so that it is non-taxable. That's why it's that amount. That's the amount that they, the IAD allow you to charge before they charge you tax. So you want to do it within that. Um, and basically you can feed them, you can let them use your house and whatnot, and you're going to be able to take that money and not pay any tax on it. So that's a non-taxable benefit. And there is a big distinction between like renting out your house and things like that. So go and read up about that. If you have a spare room, but we won't stay there too long. Because, oh, yeah, I can hear you coming back again. Oh, I don't have a house. It's not about you. There's people on here who do have a house, okay? So just chill out. It's all good. Stop being a little bitch. Little bitch is turning up again. Just pick one thing so far, and you can work on that. But one day you might have a house as well. Remember that, too. And then you're not going to be a little bitch. You're going to go, oh, could have got a border. And that $222 every year, it changes. It used to be $207, but now it's $222. Righto, what do we got next? Oh, this is a goodie. This one's a little bit untapped. Did you know that if you work from home more than a minor nature, whatever the hell that means, I haven't been able to find a definition from that, you may be eligible for an employment allowance and reimbursement for the costs that you incur when working from home that your employer could pay for you and it could be tax-free to you, but tax-deductible to your boss. So there is a whole page on this, and basically the highest amount is $27 per week. I'm reading some of those comments. Now, you could be eligible for this, and you might not even know that it exists. And I'm pretty sure I wrote down what number it is, um, because there's a few things to read through here. But basically, there is a standard cost determination. We have to make all this stuff technical so you guys don't ever go and read up about it because you've got no idea what it means. But basically, let's have a look at this. Where an employer pays a regular amount to an employee, the simplest option is to treat up to $7 per week for the amount paid as exempt income to the employee. So that means you don't get paid, you don't have to pay tax on it. Where an employer pays an employee an allowance for general working from home costs, up to $20 of the amount paid can be treated as exempt income of the employee as well. You could be eligible for $27 a week. So if you're working from home quite a bit, you potentially 
could ask for this $27. However, you're probably like, oh, I don't know, how's that work? But we'll have a good read of this stuff to start with anyway. But there's also in here, there's some other nuggets where you could get up to 400 bucks to contribute towards. You might want to put a new screen in uh, or something that's going to be more ergonomically designed at your house for the amount of time you're now having to work from home. But the world really changed after COVID and a lot of people are working from home. And check this out. You might even be brave enough to say to your employer, hey, uh, can I get this back paid? And yes, you can. Can I back pay my employee a lump sum amount to catch up on the payments of the $15 weekly payment going back to the beginning of the period covered by the determination, i.e. March 2020, because it increased from 15 to 27, I think it is. So, you know, you might even be eligible for a back payment there. Now, this one is a little bit more technical, but you should at least know that it exists. And of course, I know that you're going to be like, oh, but I'm a little bitch, Luke. I'm a bitch. I don't know what to say. What do you mean? Okay, well, I got you. I wrote this for you. Dear employer, I know you're always interested in looking at ways to support the team. So I thought I might, you might find this interesting. Some of my friends have said they receive a tax-free allowance to cover some of the costs of personal expenses whilst working from home. Here's more info. We'll insert the link. Now that I'm working from home a lot more, would you be open to exploring this? It looks to be tax deductible for you and tax-free to me. That would make a big difference to me in these challenging times. Are you happy to take a look and discuss this? Thanks, little bitch. Your name. Oh, sorry, you don't want to put little bitch there. So what I did is I wrote this in here for you too so that you can basically copy and paste this. So I'll give you this, but have a read up of that first to understand it. It needs to be more than, you know, you work from home once every six months or something, your employer is going to go, no, sorry, this doesn't apply. But for a lot of people, they will be working at home more than what, um, you know, they would have previously, and they may be entitled to some of that. The beauty of that is it's tax free in your hands. So getting $20 is like getting $30. So the impact of that, let's say it's $27 a week to some of you. That's pretty bloody grunty, isn't it? Never knew any of that. Awesome. There we go, Jacqueline. Again, there's the back pay piece as well. So you might want to look into that if your employer is a real GC. Uh, but let's keep going. What else have we got? Well, whilst we're on that theme, can we cut, cut some costs associated with work? Ask your employer about chances of swapping out some costs, you know, vehicle, phone slash internet at home. What those allowances do basically is they help you cover the cost of your internet, of your power, um, water whilst at home, those sorts of things, because you can't claim those expenses like a business could. So what the IRD is saying is, okay, well, you know, let's let employers pay an allowance to people. But equally, your employer might be like, now, nah, well, let's actually just pay for your phone or internet at home. Well, let's pay for your parking. Let's give you a clothing allowance, a meal allowance, something like that. You don't know unless you ask. So don't forget about a pay rise as well. Most people are pretty in tune with that at the moment, but always remember that you want to come from a place of how you can add value to your employer. That's going to increase the likelihood of getting a pay rise. And there's some information uh, about this there as well. But most people are pretty well covered on the getting a pay rise thing these days. Um, but perhaps you, you know, you could work from home a bit more too. And then you don't have to pay for parking, say, or you don't have to then use some fuel. So we're not going to put a, a number on this one. And we're going to leave this one as unquantified because it will be different for everybody. But 
you know, a lot of people have told me that, well, not a lot of people, but some people have told me that they've ended up getting a company vehicle and they've then been able to sell their vehicle, pay off the debt. Then they don't have the debt repayment. They don't have to pay the fuel and things like that. And it's worked out massively beneficial for them. Someone's asked quickly, what if you are PAYE and have a business where you already claim for home office? Can you double dip? Uh, let's explore that later on. Now, of course, again, Oh, bitchy McBixton over here turns up. Oh, what would I say though? Well, have you heard of Jet Chat GPT? I can't write all of these things for you. Jump into Chat GPT and say, I would love to ask my employer for a vehicle, but I'm too scared to ask. What should I say in an email to improve my chances of getting a vehicle? Well, I wouldn't definitely wouldn't say this, but it does say, I hope this email finds you well. No, no, the email is not going to find someone well. You don't need to say that anyway. This gives you some ideas of things that you could say, but you want to put it back into your own words. But chat GPT, use it. You know, use it there. There's a lot of AI now and it will just get you started. Let's keep rolling. This is the real reason that I set this up. It's a big swig of the Ciroc water. Now, the main thing that I wanted people to learn and I want you to learn over time is claiming expenses. Now, this is how you can swap cost to you from your after-tax income that you have to use to pre-tax income, and you then incur the expense, you have a profit, and then you pay tax on the profit. So we're going to explore that. But you may want to think about a side hustle. That's the sexy term, but it's just extra income. It could be offering a service. There's 55 ideas in this slide, but you could ask ChatGPT for 10 ideas for someone like you. You could give it the parameters and say, I have this amount of time available per week. I'm quite good at this. I have an internet connection. I have an Instagram following of 33 people. What would be a good way for me to make another $400 a week? And see what it tells you. But if you can create a form of income for yourself that isn't a second job, so it is not another PAYE income, it is a form of income where you go out and actively earn that income, you may be able to claim some of those expenses. So it could be offering a service, for instance. Now, let's say it is, uh, I was going to say copywriting, that's boring. Let's just keep it simple and you're mowing people's lawns. Now, you're going to be able to claim the costs that are incurred to go and mow people's lawns. So the fuel for the, well, actually the power these days for the electric uh, lawnmower, say, uh, but you might need to get your hedge trimmer repaired or tuned up a little bit. That would be a tax deductible expense because you need to spend that money in order to generate the income. Now, why this is important is because you pay tax on after-tax uh, on, on your profits. So businesses and organizations pay income tax on their profit, their income minus any expenses. Generally, businesses and organizations file their income tax returns at the end of the first year of business and pay their tax in a lump sum, blah, blah, blah. Way too complicated already. There's a cool thing these days called Henry. Now, they'll help you. So why this is massively important right now is that when you have a business stream of income and you can claim some legitimate expenses, you can also claim some home office costs. Now, for a lot of people who have never had a second stream of income, they don't 
understand this, but basically the IRD will allow you to claim a percentage of the cost that you have at home that you use to generate the income because you're doing admin from there, you're sending out invoices, you're doing your social media content, uh, all those types of things. So potentially a small piece of your mortgage interest, not the mortgage repayment, the mortgage interest, which is getting higher. So it'd be great to be able to claim a percentage of that. Uh, and then of course, maybe your rent, if you're renting, your phone bill, your internet, uh, those types of things that you're paying at home, you may be able to claim a potential portion of those. Now, of course, you might say, well, mate, like I'm making 10 grand doing my lawn mowing and then claiming a small amount of that. So what's the point? Well, what you're learning though, so you, say, you might say, well, I've still got five grand of profit. Now I've got to pay tax on that five grand, but you're learning the game of business. You're learning the tax rules. You are learning about the things that you can claim. And you're also moving some of your costs that you would have anyway, like some internet and some phone and stuff like that, that are that are fundamental for running a business, you're being able to move them over into your business area so that you're not paying for them out of pocket from your employment, say. And you then you might go full hog and just get straight into business and keep going down that path. And then a whole heap of things more are going to become uh, expenses to you. Can you only claim on those costs if you're paying tax on your side hustle? Yeah, like basically income less expenses equals profit, pay tax on the profit. So just to be clear, you don't, when you pay expenses, you don't get given that money back. You have income minus the expenses and you take, uh, tell the IRD what that is and you've got to pay tax on that. But this is where Henry do this for you. And they have a guide, which I'll allow, well, I'll include this link in there as well. So you can go and have a look. Um, but there's a guide to the expenses. Now, interesting, they've got Aussie dollars there. So they must be branching out into Australia. But They'll tell you, you know, what is a tax deduction? So you can learn about some of this stuff. And there we go, 75 grand of full income minus some expenses. You only pay tax on the 68%. And who can claim deductions? All these different types of things. What expenses are tax deductible? Business expenses. And down here, it's got a list of some of the expenses that um, are the most common that people who use Henry claim. So depreciation on some of your assets, subscription fees, light, power, heating, mobile phone bills, equipment purchases, internet bills, mortgage interest, professional insurance, rent, ACC levels, motor vehicle expenses. Now, YouTube subscriptions, so you can do your learning, so you can get better at editing, and then you can sell some editing services as well. That's a really good example. Um, you might go full-time editing people's videos online around the world. Now, your YouTube subscription is probably going to be tax deductible. Some of your power, uh, some of your internet, because without those things, you're not going to be able to generate your income. So you want to get this concept because you can move some of your expenses over time to be tax deductible. Now, I know that not everybody is going to be you know, fired up to want to do that, but you know, this is something that is in rich dad, poor dad, for instance, and many Kiwis won't read. I mean, I'm an accountant, so this is what I do every day and I understand this stuff uh, and how far you can push it and what is legal and what isn't. But that's where you need some help and someone like Henry, they have a live chat to help you figure out what, what you can and can't be claiming um, there. So I might take some questions on that at the end, depending on how much time we have. But the main thing there is it's moving some of your expenses to come out of your after PAYE income 
and they're becoming tax deductible in some way, shape, or form. But you've got to be generating some income. Righto, what have we got next? KiwiSaver. My word, I read this morning that there was some ridiculous amount of Kiwis, like a million Kiwis didn't claim their free 521 bucks because they didn't contribute the 1042 Now, that's 10 bucks a week that people aren't getting. So we're going, oh, yeah, what's Luxon going to give me? What's the hippie Hipkins going to give me? What's luxury Luxon going to throw over the fence? And we won't even take 10 bucks of our own tax money back anyway, you know? So it just seems bizarre. And then as that compounds over time, you can see how much that 521 bucks is worth in a 40-year period, near on nine and a half grand, I think it is. But it just shows another example where Kiwis have money on the table, but we won't go and grab it. Now, I understand not everybody wants to put money into KiwiSaver. They don't agree with it. They think it's a scam or whatever. But if you are, like, you want to make sure that you're getting that back because it's going to pay off for you in the long run, but it's sitting right there ready to be taken back too. Next one, what do we got? Well, look at this. If we could stack $10,000, hang on, Luke, you told us that buddy, 65% of people can't save at the moment. Yes, I get that, but we could become someone new. You know, we're trying to go on a journey here. Some of these things we'll be able to do in the future. When I had my 15 grand credit card, there was no way. I was thinking about making $8 a week by saving $10,000 and putting it into a term deposit. But now I can and I am. And it does make a difference. So even if you could save $10,000, you sold some shit, you swapped some debt for some saving, um, you know, swap costs and started saving that money instead of just spending it on something else and put 10 grand aside. I use this ASB calculator. That would be the equivalent after tax of $8 a week. So if you can get 10 grand saved up at a 5.85% rate, high um, tax rate, 28%, you're going to be getting $8 a week into the old back pocket. Well, some people might be like, shit, you know, that doesn't sound like that much. But of course, as well, some of you may have a mortgage. So you might want to think about how much is ASB paying you. I just used their website because it was the simplest and it's just, I just stayed on that one. I don't even use, I actually, we do use ASB for business to be fair. Hey, but I'm signed up to my referral link, which I'll include in here. I'm only kidding. But, you know, 10 grand over time, it might be 50. You know, you might get up to 50K. That's $41 a week. If you could save 50K, stack that aside. I know that that sounds scary, but if you could get there, you're going to smack both Chris's, gone. You wouldn't even tune in to the election shit anymore. You'd be like, you know what? I should probably put my time into figuring out how I can stack 50K because ASB, they're going to give me $41 a week. And uh, your politician stuff, that's just going to be a bonus. But you know, like someone said, you might have a mortgage. So same thing. You might want to go, okay, well, if I could save some extra cash and decrease some of these expenses, then go and whack that into a mortgage calculator and figure out how much faster you could pay off your mortgage. And you'll be stoked because you'll see what interest you'll save and the time you'll save yourself at the end of that mortgage as well. Now, of course, $50,000 is going to feel very out of reach for a lot of people, but sometimes you've got to try and blow your savings thermostat and do things that you haven't done before. Otherwise you end up like this little bitch again, don't you? Oh, I don't have 10 K. We're thinking small. We're in a contracting economy. Of course we are. 65% of people can't save. How the hell would we put that money aside? That's what the little bitch in us is going to say. And that's okay. It might take you three years to save 50K. Could take you five. But then you know how to do it. 
and then ASB are going to pay you as well. Of course, the interest rates are going to change, but you're learning the skills. Now, who, who knows better than all of us? Well, this bloke turned 93 on the 30th of August. 14 recessions he's been through, you know. What if he gave in to this person, little bitch Buffett, freaking out? Oh, look, look down here, like this wealth increase over time. No stopping at 65, 93 now, still going strong, still working, still investing, still compounding. 99% of Warren's wealth was earned after his 50th birthday. It's probably different now because of the fact that this only goes to 83 and there's another 10 years of his life to go. So 14 recessions, been there, done that. The lesson is zoom out, think longer term and beyond this period. So when you're freaking out about, can I save 10 grand? Can I save 50 grand? Mate, these examples are out of reach. Think longer term. We're in a rut at the moment. We're in a tough economic time, but these times shall pass as well. So we'll start wrapping up. Two ticks you. I want to know three actions. Everybody has got to leave three actions or even just one action in the comment. I want to know of the things we've spoken about, what could you be doing? Now, this is something that I often work through with clients. And it's basically, what do you need to start doing? And what do you need to stop doing? Set a calendar reminder every week to pop up on your phone to say, what have I done to work on my money this week? You need to be reminded. What are your three actions from these lessons? And remember that action is the antidote to anxiety. So we have to take some. Otherwise, we're just going to rely on Chrissy H or Chrissy L to you know, provide for us. And then they're just going to keep increasing well inflation's still going to keep happening and if, we'll just get back to the same spot again so i don't want that to be the case for you i want you to come up with some form of action that you can take and people are saying sell some shit stack 50k yeah stop watching everyone else do shit and start doing my own shit hell yeah work on that 50k start selling shit look into henry uh claim school donations sell some stuff ask for a pay rise check id for unclaimed stuff sign up to henry to start taxing the biz taking the biz seriously nice one i believe so is warren married uh is that your action you can't worry yeah i guess that is quite a good option uh, but i think he is dog washing nice one get on the pies sell some uni notes nice one stop spending for shitty things refinance mortgage change our accountant for the business the month end thing you check out the unclaimed money thing stack more money smash the overtime time for smokers to give it up nice one i've already looked at the id website to see if i'm owed money i'm now more inspired to clear out stuff to sell awesome so you can all like identify things people got three things written down here uh, tell my boss to pay me for my home office how good i'm um, stop i'm going to stop being a little bitch and start asking strangers for help i like it i'm going to show you how to do that in a second too anyway there's heaps of actions coming through there now the other thing i want you to think about is who not how now it doesn't have to be you and you don't have to think that you have to know everything you don't need the how yet, you know. Who do you need to speak to after we leave here tonight? Your bank, your employer, your partner, a mate, yourself. Have a good bloody couple of minutes in the mirror, a bit of reflection time. Bloody hell, what are you doing, mate? I need to do something differently. You know, have a bit of thinking around who it is that you need to be speaking to because it may not be you that needs to have all of these answers. And there may be people that you can speak to that are going to help you. So think about this concept. It's massive. I practice it all the time when there's things that I want to do. And I'm like, who is better 
than me at that? Who's already done that? Where can I get that education? How can I get it faster? Who are they? And it's funny how the world will start, you know, showing you those people. But of course, hang on, hang on. Here comes little bitch mode again. We've all put the actions into the chat. We know the things that we need to do. But some of you haven't, you know, some, I can see some people logging off. They're out of here. Here come the excuses. You've got to have a strong why. You've got to know why this is important to you. And it could be that you do a reverse calculation of your mortgage, say to see, look, if you could save an extra $40 a week and pay that off your mortgage, what would that do for you? How quickly or how much faster would that pay off your mortgage? What's the saving that that's going to create in terms of not having to pay ASB that interest? Uh, but of course, as well, you know, do you want to be a victim or a victor? I said, going back to the start, you know, that we can take ownership, accountability, responsibility, but we live in a world of uh, being fashionable victims. And yeah, like all good. It, it, it will happen. we got to be there for a little bit, but you don't want to stay there for too long. And you don't want to stay around too many people that are there too, because you're just going to end up in another election cycle, same old shit. Things aren't going to change. And you're not going to learn any new skills. So yes, life is tough, but come at it as a victor. I'll show you how in a second. But if you just can't be bothered as well, like let that, let that pass. You, you'll need a stronger reason and why to drive you to do this stuff. That's why I want you to set that reminder on your phone to basically remind you every week, what have I done to work on my money this week? Can you and Mikey do a pod on offset account, et cetera, for mortgage, or is there already one? I think there may already be one, but yeah, I can write it down. Josh is going to sell the undies on Marketplace. The used ones go on a different website, I heard. Um, but then there's the classic, you know, I'll do this next month as well. Those things are, are when you don't want it bad enough. You keep putting it off. So you want to find a reason to want it bad enough. Or you might be scared. You're scared of posting. You're worried about what someone's going to say. You know, why are you selling stuff? Oh, you're broke. What's going on? Are you scared of knocking on a door to mow someone's lawns? And really, that person, that could make their day if you mow their lawns. You're scared of asking, scared of getting a no, scared of sending that email to your boss. Get over it. You're using emotion. And we don't want to use emotion because money is not emotional. We create emotion around it. But of course, as well, then we're going to get the, you know, this won't work for me. Oh, easy for you to say, Luke. Yeah, because I've done a lot of this shit. So it is easy for me to say. But I also know the flip side of when you're scared to do this stuff too. I don't have time. Oh, yeah, of course you don't. Like, shit, how did we How did we forget? None of these apply to me. Well, if none of these apply to you, I sincerely apologize. Uh, I have let you down and you can either log off or maybe you'll learn something in the next few slides that may not be money related, but could help you in other areas of your life. Uh, then of course the classic, well, where I come from and then insert any excuse, any excuse applicable. But remember, you know, the stronger reasoning and why could be, what do you want to teach your kids? Like, do you want to pass down those excuses? Do you want to pass those on to your mates? That sort of thing. You know, you're going to teach that behavior as well. And really, there's someone in one of these countries that are way poorer than us pointing at you going, well, fuck, do you want to trade places? Didn't think so. You know, it did not think so. So now is the time, you know, your turn to say what things you're going to do, which you've been doing. But remember as well that motivation will only take you so far. Discipline and habits are the key. That's why we need reminders and we need to understand that some months won't go as well as others. But if we can own that the responsibility is ours, then we can keep making progress 
over time. So here's who's going to change your life forever. I think we've just learned that it's not the two Chris's, right? It ain't going to be them because they're going to go. Both of them are going to be gone at some stage. We can go back to the top where we went through in 20 years, six prime ministers. It ain't going to be the little bitch in you. That ain't going to be the person who changes your life. But it could be this motherfucker. What the hell has Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot got to do with this? Well, I was thinking, how can I help you understand to come at this from a different angle? <laughs> I was thinking, who's the most recognizable character when it comes to playing games? And I've been out of the scene for some time. So when I Googled it, it came up with a whole heap of names that I've never even heard of. But I thought, well, Crash Bandicoot, like surely a lot of people know who Crash Bandicoot is. Now, this Sonic, that was the other one I was actually going to use. This is why this is important. Because when you are this person and you're a little bitch, you don't do things that Crash Bandicoot or Sonic would. But if you've ever played a game, you didn't give two fucks what you made Sonic do or what you made Crash Bandicoot do. You had the controller and you were like, Crash, do this shit. And I don't care if I lose the level, if you die, whatever happens, you don't care. You're in control of the character. So that is the concept. Every now and then, when you're being a little bitch, you want to take the controller and go, you know what? Like, this is just the game. I'm just going to maneuver you. I'm going to strip the emotion out and I'm going to tell you what to do. So you basically want to look at yourself as a character and be like, if this were a game and I had no emotion and I had a PlayStation controller in my hand, what would I get the character to do? Would it email the boss? Would it list the shit on trade me? Would it get in the ocean and have a cold plunge? For instance, you can practice this. And you can use it, you can use it to your advantage. If you can master this concept, you'll be able to do things that you wouldn't nor ordinarily do because you would just go, no, I'm being a little bitch. I'm in bitch mode and I'm not going to do that. Why should I have to? It's so unfair. Emotion, emotion, emotion. But you didn't used to do that when you played these games and you can gamify your own life by looking at yourself as your favorite character and go, what would little bitch do? What would grunty character do? So think about what character you are and think about using that to your advantage. Now, let's have an example of Crash. We get the controller and we get Crash to sell 1400 bucks of unused stuff for about 27 bucks a week. We find 520 bucks of excess utilities in the budget, only $10 a week. But we get Crash to go and do it, make a couple of phone calls to the insurance, to the power company. We know what to say. We have a Google. We find out what other people have said, and we make Crash do it. We make Crash give up, buy now, pay later. So then we get 20 bucks per week back into the back pocket. We get our KiwiSaver contribution as well because we make sure that we put that 1043 bucks or whatever it is before the 30 June. you know, And then we get Crash to write the email to our boss to have the hard conversation about the working from home non-taxable allowance. And that's $94 a week, $4,888 a year, nearly 5K. We've blown the target. We've smacked up Chris Luxon. We've smacked up Chris Hipkins as well. 
and we've kicked all of their ass and we've used Crash Bandicoot and some of the things that we've learned tonight. We haven't even called a mortgage advisor if we have a mortgage. We haven't even rung them to say, hey, help me. What do I need to do? Is there anything I could be doing differently? You haven't even considered getting a border. Oh, I don't want a border. They might open my panty drawer. Stop being a bitch. Who cares? We haven't even moved any expenses to being pre-tax yet. We haven't even added any extra income. We haven't even saved any money and given it to ASB to put in a term deposit. We haven't even done any of the cool shit, the hard shit. All we've got is crash going around the place looking for ways to save us cash and finding us five grand in a year and doing it pretty easily. Does that make sense? Is it possible? Tell me in the chat. Getting an international student or two of them is a great way. Hell yes, of course it is. You can actually get multiple borders too. As long as you stay under the threshold, you can uh, earn even more. Won't have any pandas for the border. Should have sold them all on Marketplace. Bloody hell, exactly. Yes, Ainsley. Yes, yes, it's definitely possible. Yep, awesome. Truly possible. Absolutely. Yes, it is. So possible, 100%. Blaming politicians is like blaming jockeys. Believe that. Yes, I love the idea of gamifying my life. Honestly, I'm so glad that someone said that because that can like revolutionize your life. My partner and I, I saw her in the chat before. We do this sometimes. We basically don't want to do things. And we're like, force the character to do it. Like, get back in control of the character. Now, we're going to leave here. Everyone's going to be fired up. And then we're going to have a big sleep. And then life's going to smack us in the face again tomorrow. And that's that's what happens, right? So you need to set a reminder. You need to keep yourself on this level. And I want you to share with me your wins as well. And here's why. Because when I started doing this three years ago, no one gave two fucks, right? No one was watching. No one was reading. No one's coming to webinars. No one's listening. And there's no numbers. But now, like, I'm doing better than when I started this. Like, things are happening for me. And the snowball for me is rolling down the hill. It was already rolling down the hill. And I said that I would, you know, show you some of this journey. But I'm going to get the, he's white. He's privileged. He's a male. He went to uni. He's not from where I am. He's in business. He's better looking. Well, yep, sorry. Uh, extroverted and I'm an introvert. He doesn't have kids. He's younger. He's older. He's got X. I don't have X. Uh, he's not ADHD. He's not autistic. Like whatever. I'm going to get all of that shit. Okay. So people aren't going to believe that there are these things that can help them. And that's cool. Like I already know that that is the case in what happens as a profile like increases. Right. So I need you to do these things, kick some ass, and then show me what you did because you might not be the profile that I am and you might not be the things that I am. And so then I can save them. I can put them on the Instagram story, for instance. And as these things get bigger, we can be like, okay, go and read the 50 messages from people who told us how to increase their income. Yeah, he's not a little bitch. Um, you know, go and look at all these different, people and the ways that they've found how to beat the politicians. So please, you know, you can be the inspiration for others as well. And if you do some of the stuff, I want to hear about it. Now I saw someone in the chat before about the Facebook group and the school group. I will send a replay of this. And at the bottom of that replay link, 
um, you will find a way to access the school group if you haven't seen that before. There's only a few hundred people in there, but it's the people who, you know, really are into a lot of the Keep the Change content and they share some of the things that they're doing and it's there to inspire each other. So two ticks you, you've got it in you. I bet that if you take some action, you're going to smash either of the Chris's. We know that ACT ain't getting in, the Greens ain't getting in, whoever else. It's going to be National Labour and we're going to put up with their stuff, right? Now, just remember too that it's the 1st of September tomorrow. Now, it's six months to 31 March from there. Is that right? No, seven months maybe. Anyway, I can't even keep up with these people. They're like, um, oh yeah, this change will start on the 1st of April. Oh, this one won't be until July. Oh, this one won't be until 2026. You don't want to wait until the election, till the 1st of April, till the 1st of July, like whatever these are. You need almost counter reminders for their bullshit. So start tomorrow, like start doing these things yourself. And you'll notice that as you get closer to the election and even a year away, two years, three years away, you'll realize like, whoa, man, I don't even care as much about this next election because you're in way more control and you'll be able to find wins and you'll start seeing more of them as you go as well. So thank you for showing up. It's been a pleasure to spend some time with you. I haven't been able to get through uh, all of the questions. I've been moving too fast and, and the chat there. Uh, but I, what I'll do is I'll use them for potentially a Q&A or even some podcast topics as well. Uh, I know that I've kept you for over an hour now and you've got you know, family and friends and stuff to be spending your time with. So again, thank you for tuning in. Please take some action. Please tell me what things you're doing. And most importantly, the Chris's, okay, cool. One of them's going to get in, but this little bitch has got to go. And you've got to be the Crash Bandicoot, the Sonic in your life. Own your life and make this shit happen. Yes. Cheers, Luke. You're an absolute sicko. I am. Thanks again, team. Enjoy the rest of your night. And sorry about the technical difficulties. Uh, I'm clearly, you know, getting to those ages where I actually need some tech support around me as well. Righto. I'll uh, wrap this up and let you all carry on with your evening.